to you who are here in church and good morning to anybody who's joining us online this morning. I know there's uh, quite a lot of uh, COVID going around and various other things going around so uh, some people have just not been able to join us this morning uh, but of course we do pray for them. Uh, well a warm welcome to our joint service uh, here in church and it's especially uh, lovely to welcome Jane Newey who's uh, sitting in the front row here and uh, Jane uh, I'll introduce Jane, or she will introduce herself, herself to you in a moment. 
Uh, Jane is the National Coordinator of Prayer, Pray for Schools, and so today our focus is very much uh, on our special relationship with our local primary school, and Sam is here as well, I'll introduce uh, Sam to you later on, uh, and so we'll be thinking and praying about our, our special relationship with Oak Meadow uh, throughout this service. Uh, Jane, do you want to come up and just say hello, and just say maybe a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Okay. Hello, um, I'm Jane. Um, I've come from East Shropshire, from uh, Newport. I used to live in um, Bicton Heath. Uh, my children went to Oxon Primary School, which is where I started uh, praying for my local school. Um, I've got two children, well, they're in their 20s now, and a couple of cats. And yeah, I live in Newport. Um, I'm also involved with Shropshire Hope, so I think a, a few of you look familiar from Shropshire Hope Breakfast when we used to be able to do those. Thank you, Jane. We'll be hearing more from Jane a bit later on. Okay, just a couple of a couple of uh, uh, things to say, important things. Um, please do be praying for Margaret Headley uh, these next few days, uh, as as she as we prepare for Duncan's funeral, uh, which is uh, next Saturday. Um, the crem service is at ten forty-five at M Street Crematorium. And Margaret has said that everybody, anybody is welcome at that service at the, uh, the Creme. And then the Thanksgiving service uh, for Duncan will be here in church at half past 11 on Saturday next week. Uh, so let's pause and pray for Margaret now, shall we? Father, we lift uh, Margaret to you uh, in her grief, in her sadness. And Lord, we pray that you would be with her as she... Uh, travels this difficult road uh, and Lord particularly these next few days as she and we will prepare for uh, the funeral on Saturday. Uh, Father would you be with her uh, as she uh, mourns Duncan and as we celebrate his life uh, we know that uh, you uh, will be with us and you are with us every step of the way and so we pray for Margaret now in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, hopefully you've been given one of these little uh, fridge magnets as you came in. It's a way we're hoping will help you to get your heads around the, the structure of Sunday services. So just stick it on your fridge and hopefully it'll let you know, well, the first Sunday, okay, that's at this time. Uh, the second Sunday, the third Sunday is a joint service and then the fourth. And then the, where, the, where there's a fifth, uh, we have the two services as well. So that's a little gift from us to you. Stick it on your fridge and uh, that'll help you, we hope. Okay, so Sue has stepped in at short notice. Thank you, Sue. John was going to lead. Uh, he's recovering from COVID. Uh, so uh, Sue is leading us in song in worship today. So let's stand and sing our first song. Thank you, Sue.
being seated. And so as we gather, we are in God's presence and we are here to worship him. And yet we know that things get in the way in our lives of our worship of God, who is holy and pure. And so we come to confess our sins to God and we know that God's hope and grace will help us to endure in our brokenness. And so we're going to say, we're going to pray together this prayer of confession. And so we say, we pray. O oh God, you who are always doing a new thing, we confess that we sometimes close windows against the fresh air of new ideas, against the noise of other people's worries, against the winds of change. God of every place and time, we confess that we often draw the curtains against people who are different, against world news or community concerns. Forgive us our insulation in our locked homes, our shuttered churches, the security systems on our hearts. Open up our lives and let your spirit blow through us. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you that because of the work of Jesus upon the cross, his death and his resurrection, we know that when we come to you in sorrow for our sins, we know that you forgive us because of the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. And so, Lord, we, we say sorry in these words, and we say sorry in our hearts, and we now receive your forgiveness. And we say thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and a new start we can make with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're going to sing a song which says that in, in words and in song. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Let's stand to sing together.
It's, uh, it's lovely to have uh, Sam Hill with us. Sam and I work uh, quite closely together uh, as uh, me as vicar, Sam as uh, head teacher of Oak Meadows School. Uh, so I invited Sam to come and say hello to you as church and for you to know who she is. So Sam, do you want to come up and uh, to uh, say hello? And um, uh, So this is Sam, Samantha. Uh, she is head of Oak Meadow. Um, so how long have you been at Oak Meadow, Sam? Just tell us a little bit about your work there. What, what do you do um, at, at Oak Meadow? I've, had, um, I've been head teacher in a full-time capacity this academic year, part-time capacity year before that. Um, my journey in Baston Hill started 15 years ago. I know I don't look old enough. <laughs> um, but I was a teacher at Oakland's Primary, just down the road. Um, and then, of course, we amalgamated and, you know, Oak Meadow was created. Um, we have obviously come a long way in that time. Uh, we're a very large school now, and I've done many roles there. I've been the teacher, assistant head, deputy head, and now head teacher. And I always feel incredibly blessed to um, work within this community, work with the wonderful children that we have, um, and you know some of the wonderful people I see here. Some familiar faces that have made an impact on the school throughout the years. Thank you, Sam. That's great. Well Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you for coming today. So that's, that's Sam, and uh, it's, it's great that she's here with us today. And uh, also want to invite Joan to come and say a few words about um, your involvement with, with praying and your journey. Thank you, Joan. This is quite an exciting day, really, because I'm sure all of you pray for the school from time to time. And... Uh, but some of us have been praying regularly every Monday for the school. We've prayed all through the pandemic. We pray sometimes in Zoom, but we sometimes just um, had emails which we sent out things we felt we should pray for for the school and how we got involved. I met Jane at the Hope Breakfast, and uh, that was the first time I met her. And then some of you prayed for when we had the Black Lives Matter thing, when there was a lot of bother in London. Some of you prayed one Friday evening, that there wouldn't be any riots, and there weren't. And I was really encouraged by that, because um, so um, one day Jeanette said, we need to really up the prayer for school, and uh, could we start getting involved with prayer for school? So I contacted Jane, and through her, um, got involved with prayer for schools, and quite a few of us have been praying for the school, as I said. So um, today we asked Jane to come and speak to us to encourage us all, and in the last couple of weeks, um, you might have seen on the notice sheet that there is now, um, people have been invited to kind of sign up, as it were, to pray more regularly for the school and for Jeanette's work in church. And um, I just felt it would be really important to, um, for the prayer if you want to pray, particularly having been inspired by Jane <laughs> this morning, if you want to join in with that, you can get an update each week and pray if you'd like to for the school. All through the pandemic, we prayed uh, for the children's mental health. We prayed for the staff. We prayed that they'd be inspired to know what to do in, with all that terribly difficult situation, which in fact is probably still ongoing in lots of ways. <laughs> But we really want to support Oak Meadow, particularly in prayer. And because it's our local school, we can see our prayers answered. <laughs> That's what's the important thing. And if you, some of you have got children or grandchildren 
in, in the school or know people in the school and you can specifically be praying for them because I think it's great when you actually know people. But if you want to pray specifically for schools and get something which will inspire you each week, <laughs> you can receive an email if you would like to. No pressure, but I will be happy to take your name and put you on the email receiving list so you can be excited by answers to prayer as well because we've seen many. Uh, that's just what I want to say. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jane, very much indeed. Now, we're going to have, uh, Jack is going to have our Bible, bring our Bible reading, and then uh, I will then lead into Jane, and Jane as she comes to speak. The reading this morning is taken from Acts chapter 9, where Jesus has just appeared to Saul, who we know later as Paul. Starting at verse 10. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he's seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptised, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. This is the word of the Lord. Now, those of you with eagle eyes, as you may have looked at the note sheet, you might have seen the title of this, uh, of this sermon of Sitting by the Window Praying. And um, basically, uh, we're going to watch a video first before Jane comes up to speak. And, and the video is, is a mime. Uh, and I think mime is a very powerful tool of communicating the gospel. So we're going to watch this. This is a mime of someone who is acting out, as it were, um, this Bible story, that we, this Bible reading we've just heard read from Jacqueline. So we'll have the video. Uh, it's really, really engaging. And then uh, Jane, do come up and share with us. Waiting for the break of day. 
So in the reading and the video, um, we've heard and seen the story of Ananias. Um, He's described later in Acts 22 as a devout man. He was listening to God, clearly heard from him, and he obeyed by doing exactly what God asked him to do, even if it took him a little while. He went to Saul despite his fear, and he was instrumental in his healing. As the blogger Challies writes, His small act led to a great harvest for the kingdom. So both Ananias and Saul obeyed. I think we can sometimes pray and just be sitting by the window, staring out and not necessarily expecting an answer. I love the fact that Ananias responded and obeyed and was instrumental in Saul's healing and conversion. God uses other people to help them see God's plan for their lives. Sometimes, however, we have to wait for answered prayers, and that's not easy. Especially in our fast-paced world, we're used to getting things really quickly. But God's timing very often is different to ours. And here are a few reasons why God sometimes requires his children to wait. And if you're a parent or have anything to do with children, Some of these will resonate. Slide two, please. Perhaps it's not the right time, because other related matters are still developing. Like baking bread, we put it in the oven, and and it's not until the dough... we, We can't put it in the oven until the dough has properly risen. Or on a tree, the fruit cannot ripen until the autumn comes. So perhaps it's not the right time. Secondly, perhaps we don't understand the situation, and so God will answer in a different way. Or it might be that the thing we're praying about is tough. It's a tough situation that may require continued intercession, and maybe even fasting. Or it could be that God wants us to grow spiritually, and he's teaching us to be patient, to trust him and understand what else is needed for the answer to come. There may be something he's waiting for us to confess and turn away from. And I understand you're looking at the book God on Mute at the moment. And there's much more in there. So both Ananias and Saul were praying and seeking God. And I find Psalm 62 encouraging. It's on the slide. 
I wait patiently for God to save me. I depend on him alone. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender and I shall never be defeated. I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender and I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honour depend on God. He is my protector, my strong protector, and he is my shelter. Trust in God at all times, my people. Tell him all your troubles, for he is our refuge. I love to pause and pray, sometimes by a window. So Pete Gregg, in his book, How to Pray, talks of pausing, rejoicing, asking and yielding. So as we pause, we slow and centre and we can be still before God. We can rejoice in adoration, worshipping God, perhaps reading a psalm. And then we can ask for ourselves and for others. And then the hard bit, yielding and saying yes as we contemplate and listen. So God spoke to me in a tent it was a big tent, in fact, in Somerset at the annual New Wine Summer Conference about praying for my children's school in Shrewsbury. I got back home to Shrewsbury and I spoke to the local vicar and his wife and the headmaster of the school and they all thought it was a good idea. So we started meeting over coffee at my house on a Monday once a month. I signed up with Pray for Schools, received their newsletter. The head, Mark Rogers, as a Christian, and he would share confidential prayer requests with us. And for a number of years, we supported the school in this way. We were offered the music room to meet, and it was nice to be part of the school at that time. And um, as you might have guessed, it was Oxford Primary School uh, locally. So we prayed for a caretaker once, and we needed a new caretaker. And we were just amazed how quickly all the checks were done, and they were able to start. The head said to me, I don't know, Jane, it's just some of the things that were problems could have been problems, they just weren't. So it's lifting up the school in prayer and reassuring the staff that we do care and we want to support them. Here at Pray for Schools, we often find that once people start praying, doors are opened and practical ways of helping the school come to light. So we moved from Shrewsbury to Newport um, 12 years ago. I go to Newport Christian Fellowship and I'm active in churches together there. I spoke to my church leader, who at the time was deputy head of my son's um, school, and we met with the other churches and we would pray for all the schools in Newport. So although my children are in their 20s now, I still have four stones on my kitchen windowsill to remind me to pray for the three secondary schools in Newport and Holy Trinity, the faith school, a few miles away. I now meet with Christians across Telford and Rekin to pray and share ideas over a bring and share lunch in the centre of Telford. So, why pray for schools? Well, let me tell you an encouraging true story of a lady who loved to pray. She too was sitting by the window praying. Her name was Dorothea Clapp and she was born in America in 1900. Field Partner International tells her story. 
Sir Dorothea Clapp was from a town in New Jersey. She lived near a busy high school and became burdened for the students she would watch entering and leaving the school. In time, she was especially burdened for one of the most difficult boys. She prayed for the school and specifically for some of the students. Eventually, the difficult boy came to Christ. She prayed on for him and in small ways mentored him. And he began to share Jesus in the school. And over 125 of the students came to Christ as a result. That was a great reward for her prayers. But there was more. The difficult boy, now a believer, then began to make trips into Mexico with a group of friends. She in fact continued to pray for this lad for 18 years. But many years later, as his vision had grown, there were thousands of full-time missionaries in 11 Asian nations. The boy is, Ger sorry. The boy is George Ferber. The movement he founded is Operation Mobilization. So God hears our prayers. I mentioned a couple of answered prayers earlier. But open the book teams, prayer spaces in schools teams, all tell us how God helped them in various ways when they visit schools. Young people say when a school is prayed for, it's like having a safety blanket wrapped around them. So who can we pray? Who can we pray for? For some, it might be the elderly or the sick. I guess we're all praying for Ukraine and Russia and the conflict at the moment. For some, it might be wanting to pray for people who are hungry or who've got illnesses in different parts of the world. For some, it might be children and young people. Others, teaching staff. Some for nursing staff in the local hospital and others for local <coughs> businesses. So here at Pray for Schools, we focus on praying for children, young people and all who work in our schools, including the Open the Book teams and other Christian volunteers, ministers and church leaders, and in fact, the whole school community. So it might be those starting schools, transitions, school trips, those with special needs or mental health issues. As I mentioned earlier, God might be speaking to you about how you can help in the local school or support those here who are regularly praying for, for them. Why not read the um, primary school's newsletter and find out their prayer needs, find out what they're doing. I'm sure Mrs Hill would love having people listening to children read or helping at the school fete, yes, yeah, she's nodding, or simply sharpening pencils or photocopying on a Monday morning or Friday afternoon. Why not ask her later or drop the school an email? So Pray for Schools is a network of prayer groups around the country. CARE, that's Christian Action Research and Education, look after Pray for Schools, and we work with our partners who all have a heart for prayer and serving in schools. Open the Book is one of our seven partners, and you can see the rest at the bottom of the bookmark. If we can have the next slide, please. Be lovely. So our vision is for every school to be a prayed-for school. We encourage Christians to pray and support their local school all year round, just like you're doing here. 
so meeting at a time to suit and praying for the needs of school. So we start the school year in September with Back to School with God and Education Sunday. That's on the next slide. So on Education Sunday, we're blessing and commissioning our teachers, church children and young people as they return to school after the summer break. Some prayer groups and churches donate copies of the It's Your Move booklet to all year six pupils in the summer term, ready for their transition to secondary school. Then we've got a couple of days of prayer in September and November. And in February, we focus on loving our schools and the practical ways that we can support our schools. So next in May, we've got Thy Kingdom Come between um, Ascension Day and Pentecost. And we're encouraged then to pray for five. This is usually five friends or family members who belong to know Christ. But perhaps we can also pray for five schools near here. Pray for the schools the local children go to and, and the ones that they go to next, so Mealbrace, Priory, or the schools in Church Stretton or Pontesbury. Or perhaps you could pray for five teachers that are part of Oak Meadow. This year, Thy Kingdom Come, the focus is on the fruits of the Spirit, especially faithfulness, joy, love, kindness and patience. So how can we share these qualities with our local community and schools? What is God calling us to do to serve in our area? Who does God want us to encourage? Prayer is such a wonderful gift and God chooses to act in response to our asking him. Jesus promised so many times in John 15, it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is there to help us in our weakness when we don't know how to pray. That's from Romans 8. And God is able to accomplish, accomplish infinitely more than we can ask, think or imagine. So, as we sit at a window, looking out at the needs of the world, let's remind ourselves that God is in control, even if it doesn't seem that way, and he wants to accomplish his will and bring in his kingdom in partnership with us as we pray. Thank you, Jane, very much. And uh, Jane mentioned the bookmark that uh, if you're here in church, you'll hopefully have received on the way in. And uh, do use that as a prompt, as a reminder to indeed uh, be praying for local schools. So we're going to, again, we're going to join in, in song and uh, Sue will lead us as we sing our next song. We believe in God the Father. Let's stand and sing together.
And so we come to pray to our intercessions and remembering all that Jane has said about prayer that God is, he hears us as we pray, he hears us as we come to him in prayer. And our prayers today, not surprisingly, have a special focus on prayer for schools. And these prayers I'm using uh, have come from the Pray for Schools website and I've adapted them slightly. So let's pray. Jesus Christ, <coughs> our teacher and our Lord, please instill in us that holy love that produces the fruit of the Spirit of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Grant us the grace to be able to show to the world, to prove to the world, that we are your disciples. Amen. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we pray for all those who are working in education, from staff in early years and nurseries, to those in further and higher education institutions. We lift to you today, and we pray particularly today for our local primary and nursery school, Oak Meadow, here in Basin Hill. We ask that you will bless and uphold them, give them grace and strength whilst under great pressure, and compassion and enthusiasm when working with young people. Help teachers to motivate and inspire their students, even during this time of unprecedented pressure and disruption that has been caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Please empower Christian staff to reflect the extraordinary love of Jesus and to be wise and faithful ambassadors of the glorious gospel of peace. May they bring hope and grace to our nation's schools as they serve you wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, amen. We, Father, we pray for all children and young people who are struggling. We bring to you all who are anxious and stressed because of the many changes in their daily lives. We remember too those who are grieving. We ask you for your loving kindness and peace for each and every one. Please help us to show thoughtfulness and care to those who we know who need some encouragement. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Father God, we lift up to you all children and young people who find themselves caring for members of their family. Please provide them with the help and support they need at just the right time. Thank you for the love and kindness they show to those who cannot manage without their help. Fill them with your love and strength on the days that are tough. May they know your presence with them at all times. Amen. We also lift you, Lord, 
our children's and families worker, Jeanette, as she has some time off work due to stress and illness. We pray for health and strength for Jeanette and Jake and Poppy and ask that you will give them your peace in the midst of the storm. And as Jeanette has some time off work, we ask that you will guide the rest of us and strengthen those who are involved in all sorts of ways in leading the various children's groups, activities and outreach in her absence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And finally, Lord, a special prayer uh, for a previous vicar here at Christ Church, the Reverend John Fieldsend, as he recovers from an operation on his hip. Lord, we ask that you will be very close to John as he recovers from that operation. And pour out your healing love upon him, we pray. And we ask all these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, our Saviour and our friend. Amen. Amen. And so we come to share the peace. Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. And so in a Covid-friendly way, I leave it up to you to decide what it is. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share God's peace with each other. We're using Eucharistic Prayer A. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying together, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, 
God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself, made once for all upon the cross, we proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ your Son, our Lord. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Just to explain to those who are uh, new with us today, uh, our custom at this time in sharing communion is, as you are uh, directed, to come forward and to take the bread from the, the table in the middle down there 
and then go to either side to receive uh, a little glass of wine. And then we take it back to our seats and then we all consume together.
Christ keep you in eternal life. Amen. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. And so we pray together this prayer following communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. And so we join in together and sing, excuse me, sing our final hymn, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven. Let's stand and sing together.
So do have a word with Jane or with Sam uh, as you go. Enjoy some time of fellowship together and uh, be remembering this world that is going through, through such trial and suffering at this time. And so we go with this blessing. May God who comes to us in the things of this world bless your eyes and be in your seeing. May Christ who looks upon you with deepest love bless your eyes and widen your gaze. May the Spirit who perceives what is and what may yet be bless your eyes and sharpen your vision. May the sacred three in one bless your eyes and cause you to see. And so we go in peace to love and to serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen.